What's up, guys? It's your boy East Lee back with another episode of In Your Social. Uh, today's guest is a good friend of mine by the name of Bruce Chamoff. Um, he's a web developer of 23 years, has extensive, extensive experience in uh, web development, web design, social media, digital marketing. I mean, the list goes on and on. He's uh, just started a new podcast on talkradio.nyc. Uh, you can look for him on that site. Um, I believe it's called The Web Design and Technology Coach. Uh, pretty good show. I was on there the other day myself as a uh, as a guest. Um, we had a pretty interesting exchange on there as well, so you can check that out. Um, a little bit about Bruce. I used to work with him uh, with the company that I'm with right now. He was there for about two and a half years. Um, he was there as a developer. Um, aside from that, he has his own company um, outside of you know the, the company that he works for. He has his own business. Um, he's designed and developed over 1,000 websites over the past 20 years for both small and large businesses. Um, and he is actually involved in the WordPress community. And he uh, does things on Fiverr as a freelancer. Uh, he's also a musician, uh, a writer, recording, and uh, producing engineer. I mean, he's a, he's a man of many talents. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to, uh, to email me in your social at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to follow me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at in your social, in your spelled I-N-U-R-E, social, S-O-C-I-A-L, at in your social on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, look forward to speaking to you guys. Don't be afraid to visit my website, man. The broadcast is up. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, the Anchor platform. Uh, not hard to find, so when you do find us, feel free to hit that share button, hit that subscribe button, and you can be in tune with the latest and the greatest. Um, stay tuned. Looking forward to uh, presenting you guys with this episode with my man Bruce. All right? Peace. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Am I on? Yes, Daddy. Okay. Welcome to In Your Social. I am your host, East Slate. First, let me say thank you for tuning into my broadcast. This is the channel focusing on all things social media, digital marketing, through the lens of music, the arts, and entertainment. Visit inyoursocial.blogspot.com to subscribe for the latest episodes and additional content. Let's go. Steady hustling. On my job and now I'm coasting till my time ends. They wanna know how I do it, copying my movements. Guess they respecting my G. I tell them have love for the game and learn from your pain and always stay in your lane. And if you gotta burn a couple bridges, then so be it. It wasn't meant to be anyway. In your social, I N U R E. On Twitter, come and follow me at In your social. To put it in context, I'm bringing dope concepts and content. In your social, catch me on iTunes, Google Play, or check the website at In your social. No matter the postal zone, pull me up on your mobile phone. I am In your social.
developer. He is a social media digital marketer. He's a web designer, uh, CEO of his own business. Um, and uh, he's been, correct me if I'm wrong, Bruce, but you've been in the game of web development since the early 90s. Am I right with that? Uh, yeah, actually, 1995 to be exact. 95. Right, so <laughs> yeah. for the audience, if you want to take them back to uh, to 95 and let them know how you got started in web development and how it's actually progressed from then until uh, until now. Oh, okay, well, it's uh, very, very interesting. First of all, I just want to say I've, I've always been a very creative person. I mean, anything that warrants creativity is something I, I always jump into. I would say out of, you know, everybody has their favorite qualities. I think that would be mine. If you had to pick one, um, that's what it is. And web development and web design is definitely, it's got its technical end of it, but a lot of people forget that it has its creative end as well. And when I was in college, I majored in marketing. I didn't like computer programming, but when I majored, when I graduated college, mm-hmm. I somehow felt some kind of, guilt that I didn't get into computer programming like I should have and I just kept on having all these dead end jobs um, in marketing and retail management which I just didn't like I managed the right aid I couldn't stand it (laughs) so um, (laughs) something something had to change and what's funny is that right aid in I'd say 1991 they got this program for all the managers they they basically revolutionized all, all the stores and they gave us all computers. And the first thing I wanted to do was actually change the software that, you know, helped us manage our inventory and all types of cool things in the store. And, of course, my supervisor said, Bruce, don't you dare touch the software. Don't you dare screw it up. And I'm like, hmm, I think I must be in the wrong business. <laughs> so now, three years later, when America Online became big, and they were allowing people to create different web pages, I discovered HTML, and I thought that HTML was a, another way for me to get into or get back into computer programming. I mean, later on, it really wasn't considered computer programming, mm-hmm. but you know, it was kind of the way I wanted, you know, this kind of direction I wanted to go. Right. And the rest of it, I just kept running from there. Okay. So, as you know, you know, our podcast is geared towards uh, social media and digital marketing um, through the lens of of the arts and music and entertainment. Um, so kind of switch gears to the social media end of things. How important has social media been for for your business model and then for your company? Oh, it's very important. I mean, it's all about marketing and branding. Right. And, you know, traditional marketing was the mainstream up until about, Twitter and Facebook started dominating the web pretty much. And when social media was basically coined a term as social media marketing, that's where everybody went. You know, everybody stopped considering all types of offline marketing like newspapers, magazines, and radio and and TV because all those type of advertising and marketing strategies cost people money. But right. it was so easy to post something on Facebook. It was free. It was free to tweet something. It was free to put something on YouTube. Right. So that's where it all went. Mm-hmm. And because of the free nature of the internet, I think that it's just, you know, social media is everything now. Right. You know, we live and breathe by social media now. So, yes, it's very important. 
What level of influence do you believe it has on larger size companies in comparison to those of smaller sizes? I feel companies such as uh, like startups, for example, are more likely to take advantage of social media campaigning than big business, as weird as it may sound. I, uh, I say that because when searching for social media jobs, I usually find those types of jobs within smaller companies like a, like a startup. However, I'm seeing... I'm starting to see larger and more notable companies starting to post digital media positions. And I wonder if that's because they're starting to notice how much of a game changer it is to utilize digital marketing. So what do you think about that? Well, I think, I think social media definitely impacts the larger businesses even more than the small ones because what's happening is you have people out there creating all types of correspondence on the web, including blogs and um, Facebook pages and all types of, you know, I, you know, social media that is, if somebody's upset with a company, they're going to do something on social media about it. They're going to complain. They're going to write a blog post, how upset they are. Um, and of course, just likewise, you know, a lot of people, if they're happy with the service, they might blog about a large company that they're very happy with. I mean, Zappos is huge into social media and I do a lot of traveling. I mean, um, Delta Airlines and Southwest Airlines, they're all into social media. Mm. And they now are running their business by social media. They, um, I believe Delta actually does custom service off of Twitter. Yeah, I've, I've shows seen that. And how important it is to a lot of big companies. And you know what? That's, that's, it's funny that you mentioned Southwest Airlines. Um, so I just want to switch gears a little bit because I'm curious how you handle it. But I want to ask about engagement with your customers and your followers. So... Have you ever had any issues with your site, let's say, regarding any services that you've offered that you were able to resolve online? So, like, like speaking of Southwest Airlines, these days we see these type of companies, uh, for starters, getting complaints of harassment by uh, passengers, and they go into PR mode and hop on social media to engage with the folks leaving complaints um, online, you know, to, to clear their name. All that to say, have you ever had to go into PR mode and like get online and interact to to maintain, you know, your client base and sort of save, like save uh save your brand. Um, what I what we have is we have a website called webdesignermall.com dot com, and we have a lot of people who submit news. And instead of coming to the website, some people just are living on social media nowadays. They just don't seem to have time to visit other websites. Be, besides being on Facebook and Twitter. Mm -hmm. So what I allow people to do is to submit me their news via Twitter. Okay. And that just makes it easy because Twitter is just everywhere now. So is Facebook. So, right. um, I mean, there are other social networks. It's Instagram, Pinterest. But I think Twitter and Facebook still dominated the social media market. And I allow people to submit all types of stuff to me on Twitter. You know, I have a Facebook page. People can submit blog posts to me if they want me to publish them or republish them on my other website like webdesignermall.com mm. and they just write me articles on my Facebook page. So it works out very well. That's what's up. And you know what, since you mentioned articles, could you tell us if you have an active blog currently? And if so, what it's about and uh, what it's called, the address and all that stuff? Well, definitely. On Hot Web Ideas, that's one of the things I do because I have a podcast of my own that I'm actually starting this week. And I've been blogging all types of articles 
for what I'm now calling the web design coach. And my title or my marketing position as the web design coach centers around this block. And what I do is I'm teaching people not how to design websites because anybody can design websites today and you can use all types of, and this is something I've been saying all the time, anybody can create a website using WordPress or Wix or any of those programs. Mm-hmm. Or if you know HTML, you can type it in. But the one, actually the two things that people need help in when building websites um, are, number one, how to create a website that engages the traffic. Right. And it's nice, you know, you have a website, it's professionally done, it looks nice, but it's still not getting any action from people visiting it. You can be number one on Google, and you might still not be getting any, you get traffic, but you don't get any engagement. Right. And of course, engagement, excuse me, traffic without the engagement doesn't really, is not effective. So I blog about how to build websites that make people take action. And the other thing I blog about is website performance and speed. And that's a big issue with most websites out there. A lot of websites are slow, um, especially on mobile devices. We all talk about responsive design and responsive websites for mobile, right? Right. But the problem is people put too many bells and bells and whistles on their website, and it ends up being slow on mobile device. Yeah. It's slow on desktop, and of course tablet. So a lot, what, uh, basically, a lot of what I'm blogging about is how to improve the performance of your website. That's pretty dope, and I can see a lot of people actually getting uh, getting a lot of value out of that information. Um, but since you brought up Wix, it. Let me just share this story with you real quick. I, I, well, I'm curious to see what you think about it. So on LinkedIn, I'm a part of a social media group. I can't I can't think of the name of it right now. It's just a social media group online uh, with LinkedIn that I'm a part of. But so you know how we did the meeting here in Plainsboro for Fiverr. Um, just basically explaining uh, the business model to people and you know how you broke down the company for aspiring freelancers and whatnot. So I asked a question in this social media group about Fiverr and what the, you know, about their thoughts of using that Fiverr platform as a, uh, as a way to not only gain experience, um, and the social media, um, as a social media specialist and whatnot, but I asked them about you know, that's just the whole platform as a whole and using that and about gigs and doing your freelance work on Fiverr as opposed to other websites. And the feedback that I got was extremely negative. One of the guys actually said my question, he labeled my question as spam and was basically telling me that Fiverr content is not allowed to be in this group. We can't speak about it. Um, he threatened to take my comment down and basically you know, said I, I I can no longer be a member of the page if I continued speaking about it, which which kind of, you know, shocked me because I was really interested in getting started with Fiverr. But that kind of feedback made me research the company, go online, and really see if that's something that I wanted to continue doing just based off of the negative feedback that I got in this social media group. I mean, they were basically saying that Fiverr lost its touch, it was no longer relevant, and they were past their prime. So... I wanted to ask your opinion on Fiverr's current state as a company, if you still would recommend using them 
for freelancing services, and do you think that they are past their prime? Well, that's very interesting. Um, now, who's, who's the group again who actually gave you slack for mentioning Fiverr? Well, it's a group that, I don't really know the name, but it's, it's on LinkedIn, and I mean, I probably wouldn't even want to say their name because it's, I promote this podcast on LinkedIn, but it was one of the groups on, on LinkedIn that I'm a part of. Okay, well, let me say this, that Fiverr is probably, in my opinion, as a company, they're probably the hardest working company right now in what we call the gig economy. And when you pers- when you basically create a project on Fiverr, it's called a gig. Mm-hmm. But there are other companies that, that do it as well, like Upwork and Freelancer.com. These are all ways of creating what's called the gig economy. Mm-hmm. And Fiverr has, you know, they're... A lot of people don't know this. They're actually based out of Tel Aviv, Israel. Right. And they have a huge building in Tel Aviv. I was very impressed when I saw this building. And they are a very hardworking company. They're changing their marketing image all the time. They're very involved in social media. I think that they probably have a bad reputation among some entrepreneurs because of the fact that they're called Fiverr. And they're still positioned as a company where you can buy something for $5 and you can sell something for $5. Mm-hmm. But that was in the beginning. Now they've opened up that opportunity to, you can make money with any type of price. I mean, you can sell something for $10,000 on Fiverr. Right. Now that's a good thing. I was on Fiverr for seven years. But I part of me actually... I kind of agree with part of those people who are, are what they're talking about on LinkedIn. Because Fiverr, in my opinion, is really, are they past their prime, like you said? They just might be. And the reason why I say that is because they have become inundated with too many sellers. Mm. And just like anything else, when it's inundation, there's just total confusion and there's less of a chance to succeed, right? Mm. Um, that goes for any type of industry, right? You know, you know, because we're streaming musicians also, we, you know, through streaming music, mm-hmm. it was great when companies like Spotify were young and then unsigned artists joined them. But now they're becoming a little competitive also. But Spotify's an awesome company. But Fiverr, I think, is, you know, part of me wants to agree that they are past their prime because they become so inundated that it's hard to make money on Fiverr now, like it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it, like it used to to be easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a lot of money on Fiverr probably the first five years I was on it mm-hmm. and now I'm not making that much money anymore. <laughs> so um, with Fiverr, you constantly have to work yourself as a seller mm-hmm. and some people work full time as their own type of company on Fiverr which is great. I think it's uh, fantastic. But a lot of people are also struggling on Fiverr and that's a new thing. That's So I would say if you go on Fiverr, you want you can try selling on it, but it, you definitely can't make a full time living with it. Not like you used to. Yeah, no, I wouldn't That's say so. Yeah. So Bruce, if we could, let's just circle back and discuss a little bit more about your podcast and let everybody know about the material that you'll be covering um, on the Web Design and Technology Coach. I believe you said earlier that it's airing on Tuesday. So if you could just elaborate a little bit more. Um, about what it's going to be about and what people can expect to get from the show, that'd be great. Um, I guess let's start with the uh, web design, right? 
Yes, web design and technology. Okay. Because not everybody designs websites, but a lot most people know about technology, and I want to expand that besides web design. But yes, web design is a big part of it. Okay. This podcast is part of a website called talkradio.nyc, and they actually have a real radio station out of 72nd Street okay. in the city, in New York City. Right. And it has a really, a really good setup. Mm-hmm. And what they do is, it's not, you know, podcasts are normally to be recorded and then played on demand. But this one is also live right over the website. So as the host is recording the show, it's also going out live over the year. Yeah. And this particular, the theme of this particular website is about helping people and education. Mm-hmm. And basically, the podcasts that are on that are people who are have become a host, how to eat healthy, how to take care of your body, you know, good health. Um, basically, teaching people. Uh, there's a podcast called Nurse Soul. There's a, a politician who's running. I don't know exactly what his podcast is about because there's so many podcasts I listen to. Um, that one didn't really appeal to me, but he does have a big audience. Yeah. Um, there's one called Is It Plugged In? That's another technology plug uh, podcast. And it's just a great website to go to. Now, this particular podcast of mine is to teach people how to make better websites and more engaging and performing ones, like I was talking about on my blog. Right. And again, you know, people can make, I mean, most people can make a website today. I mean, even if you don't have web design experience, you go onto Wix, you know, you move around a couple of elements, you add a couple of elements, like you can add a title, you can add a text block and an image and a video. All that is easy. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that people who use these websites just don't have a, a design sense, right? Design. So that's kind of what I'm actually teaching through these podcasts. Um, I also have segments. So every show is going to have a segment such as web design events all over the world. Um, social media engagement, how to actually use social media marketing. Again, I have one called Website Performance Enhancer, which is about enhancing your website performance. Um, I have another one called WordPress Guru, which is all about WordPress. Mm-hmm. It's like the most popular system, a content management system on the, in the world today. Also, another one called Kick Butt on Google, which is all about SEO. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have two more. Um, I'm trying to think about this. Because uh, every show is going to have different segments. But this one's called Make Lots of Money Online, which is going to talk about the gig economy, sites like Fiverr, Upwork, Freelance, maybe eBay. Um, and then the last one I have is Social Media News, just talking about news that's going forward with Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, and all those. And that will give me a large amount of information to broadcast every week. And I'm also going to have co-hosts and people calling in. Okay. So it's going to be fun. I think it will be fun. And that's a lot of the reason why I started it myself is because it not only allows me the platform to express myself and speak about the things that interest me and and provide content for others that, that may be valuable in one way or another, but, I mean, it's also the process of being creative and and having fun 
along the way, you know? I mean, just being a creative person myself, I used to, not used to, I still do create music, and it's just the form of being creative is, it's it's fun. I enjoy doing it. So, you know, you go from one one form of creation with music to another uh, with the podcast. It's still the same process, and, it, and it's an enjoyable one at that. So um, with that being said, I want to ask you about the explosion of podcasts within the last year or so. Uh, I feel like there's been... Uh, a number, a high number of, of new podcasts coming onto the scene, uh, myself included. Um, I mean, I know why I started, which I, I just explained, but why do you think there are a ton of new podcasts coming onto the scene? And, um, yeah, can you just, exp- you know, talk about that a little bit? Well, I think because podcasts give people a chance to become a host or a DJ of their own show, which is something that was only possible through... TV and radio. Right. So what's interesting is that podcasting actually opened up another channel for people to brand themselves to their own shows, which to me is just a revolution of its own. What do you think makes a podcast successful? Like what, what would make one podcast more successful over the other? Does it really come down to just pure hustle? Does it come down to... Well, I think it's actually tailoring the shows to your audience and staying with one niche. Or theme. Okay. Because when you do that, you get more people who are looking for shows and content. I mean, that content could be blogs, it could be websites, it could be social media, and of course, podcasts. But tailor your content to the audience that you want to get, and that includes demographics and uh, marketing. I mean, you know, if you have a, a show that you're trying to market to teenagers and obviously you want content that teenagers are going to identify with and to me that's the most important thing because if you do that then people are going to share your content regardless and it's just going to be viral and really the bottom line is make your podcast go viral absolutely so before you go do you have any do's and don'ts for people that are just getting into social media or blogging or podcasting or uh, any musicians that are just starting to get, in, you know, that are that are questioning whether they should get involved with it or not. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'll start with the dudes. I mean, the dudes is definitely post often. No matter what you're doing, if it's a blog, if it's a podcast, if it's social media, post at least three to four times a week. And it might be a lot of work for some people, but it does pay off. Also, another do I would say is keep all of your posts related to no more than two or three subjects. And those two or three subjects should be obviously the niche or the theme. Yeah. You know, if, you're, if you have a sports podcast, don't go talking about, you know, how to eat healthy. You know, yeah. unless, of course, unless of the course is about the athletes needing to eat healthy to, you know, become successful For in their peak sport. peak performance, right? yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And, you know, the don't, well, don't try to concentrate on all of the social networks all at once. Pick one or two and build your audience from there. And every niche has its own favorite social network. Do the research, and, you know, if you find that your market or your audience is on Facebook, then don't concentrate on Pinterest, you know? If you want to tweet, go ahead and tweet, but don't worry about creating a Facebook page. I mean, you know, probably I would say, I mean, always always be on Facebook. Facebook is probably the number one social network, and then, of course, Twitter's under that, and everything else is pretty much just 
you know, lower than those two. Yeah. But, you know, um, I would say another do is always create a Facebook page. But so let, me, let me just correct what I said before. But if you are concentrating on tweeting and your audience is on Twitter, then don't go posting something on LinkedIn. Right. You know, Agreed. And of course, yeah, and the other thing too, the other don't is don't do anything without engaging your audience. So when you're doing the podcast, tell your audience in the show or even on the blog to subscribe to our channel, subscribe to our podcast, leave comments, share the content. You know, you want people doing things with your content. Coming and listening is good, but it's not enough. I mean, the only way you're going to be successful, in my opinion, is to have other people also brand you that way and brand you their own way with their own favorite social network. And really, if you follow those dudes, don't. I think you're going to be successful. They want to know how I do it, copying my movements, guess they respect my G. I tell them have love for the game, and learn from your pain, and always stay in your lane. And if you gotta burn a couple bridges, then so be it, it wasn't meant to be anyway. In your social, I-N-U-R-E, on Twitter, come and follow me, at In your social, to put it in context, I'm bringing dope concepts and content. In your social, catch me on iTunes, Google Play, or check the website at In your social, no matter the postal zone, pull me up on your mobile phone, I am In your social.